You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. At 12.06 on this Tuesday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Now we're having a little, I don't know what it is, minor problem with our home studio with the uh, Facebook live so uh, we may it may join in progress or it may be just be totally by the radio we're going to play it by air but folks this portion of the program is brought to you by PR landscape materials and garden center 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown they have everything you need to make your summer terrific especially with PR landscape materials and garden center native vegetables Corn, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook. Uh, they're right off of the highway, right off of Route 4. Maybe pop in on your way back from the beach. I'll see you at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. So that's odd, folks. And again, you know, we never know. Sometimes it can be uh, technical things that go wrong so i apologize i know people look forward to the noon report as do as do i um but we're gonna go with it so in the meantime so this morning i was all right first of all i totally get the big news is the whole situation president trump putting out the letter or announcing excuse me that he expects he did get a target letter and let me give you the latest on that, because I, I fully get it. That is the news of the day. So this is one of those things. There's still a lot that we don't know about it. There's a lot that we don't know about it. But um, but it, without question, and let me just, that is, you know, something like that. Trump target in January 6th probe, indictment watch, Republicans debate impeaching attorney general. I don't think that's going to help. Trump told by special counsel he's criminal target in the January 6th probe. Former President Trump said he's been told he's a target. Criminal investigation by Jack Smith. Smith has criminally charged Trump with already three dozen crimes talking about the documents. Trump also suggests he may face indictment for the January 6th probe. That investigation is focused on his efforts to overturn his loss to President Biden in the 2020 election. He's, uh, President Trump said he is the target in this January 6th criminal investigation. Yes, we know he's the leading. President Trump also suggested he may soon face indictment on the probe, which is focused on his efforts to overturn his loss in the 2020 election. Posted his statements on its Truth Social account. Two sources direct knowledge of the probe confirm that Smith sent Trump a target letter in the case. Such letters are sent by the Department of Justice give people the chance to testify before a grand jury after the Department of Justice determined there's substantial evidence linking them to a crime. So he put deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Joe Biden's DOJ, sent a letter. Again, it was stating I'm a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, give me a very short four days to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and indictment. Trump wrote he was given what he called the horrifying news on Sunday. 
Uh, hearing on the classified documents is set for today in uh, federal court in Florida. Trump's lawyers have asked any trial take place uh, after the 2024 election. Smith's prosecutors oppose that bid. Trump is separately under criminal investigation by Georgia state prosecutors for attempt to get election officials to reverse his loss to Biden. A spokesman for Giuliani said he's not received a target letter. That's interesting. Lynn Wood, a, tr- a lawyer and Trump ally, also said he never, he did not receive a letter. And Bernard Carrick, his attorney, who worked with Giuliani, told NBC he has not been given a target letter. So it would certainly seem that President Trump is, in fact, the target with this whole thing. But I also want to go back to folks. Um, State Senator Josh Miller, now he's the one that keyed the car simply because it had a, um, uh, you know, the Biden suck sticker and, and so forth. So he was in court. I was there. Now, we have the video up. It's on YouTube. It's also on Facebook. And right afterwards, he addressed the media. So I want to play. This was State Senator Josh Miller afterwards outside the courthouse. Sorry for my actions in this matter, and I'm disappointed in my behavior and lack of judgment. In a blink of an eye, I exhibited a lack of self-control that has impacted my reputation. For that, I only have myself to blame as I am solely responsible for what led to today's court proceedings. To my constituents, supporters, and Senate colleagues, I apologize for my actions. Most importantly, to those directly impacted by my contact, contact, Conduct, Conduct. I offer my sincere apologies. Yeah. All I can ask is that I be judged on how I have oh, yeah. supported he wrote myself it. throughout my life as a husband, father, business owner, employer, and public servant. Thank you. What is your message to the owner of the car? I take full responsibility. No apology to police. You lie. No. Nope. That was dealt with in the court. Not so, really. Explain why, why you did it. What, what happened there? I take full responsibility. Is this out of character for you? What yes. question is that? Is this out of character? This is a, you're you not the first one. This is nobody I take full responsibility. And, and what about the gun nuts? Who are these people that are stalking yeah. No comment on that. What do you mean no comment? What's next for you? How do we get to what's to next college. for you on that? Uh, after I talk to my constituents, my colleagues, I'll be What's next for you? Where do you go from here? President leadership role, anything like I've talked to him constantly, nothing about that directly. No intention to step down from any role. Not at this point. Senator, what about the additional charge? Yeah. So you went to the police station that night. Did you continue yes. to insist that you did? He kept lying. I took full responsibility then and now. Any responsibility? Any senator, do you just want to understand why? Is there anything you can say to that? Why you do this and why you initially Because uh, he's a nutcase? I have no he's a pathological liar? How do you plan to talk to your constituents? No. No. How do you plan to talk about this to your constituents? As I always have I in person, through email, on the phone. You've never cheated a vehicle before? Yes. No. So is it kind of like going to be like a series of town hall then, or are you? Yet to be seen. Do you still support the body cams? No, good question. Thank you. Do you think the misled you? Now, folks, he, he does. Um, obviously, he has a lot of animosity 
That is uh, State Senator Josh Miller. He he has a lot of animosity towards the Warwick police. And he doesn't like, excuse me, towards the Cranston police, the Cranston police. Now, I also have uh, Chris Millay, who's the uh, city solicitor for Cranston, who did a very, very good job. And let's hear, this is Chris outside the courtroom. The city of Cranston. Um, he is a 69-year-old individual who's never been in trouble. He's being treated no better or no different than we would treat any other uh, individual arrested by the Cranston police. Uh, there's zero politics involved in this. There's zero favoritism. Um, I think that the victims have been made whole. They're happy with that. And I think that the city of Cranston and Mr. Miller can move on uh, from this incident. Do you mind repeating that? Sorry. No, sure. Oh, I, I mean, Mr. Miller's not being treated any different. and was not treated any different that. than anybody else. Um, no, no better, no worse. Uh, Cranston Police Department sees everything right down the line. Yeah. Um, we're the fairest department in the state of Rhode Island. Uh, I took a, a hard look at all the facts in this case. I did a thorough review of the reports, the video, uh, and the totality of the circumstances. And Mr. Miller was treated again no different there's no politics there's no favoritism correct um any other 69 year old individual charged with uh, a misdemeanor would in 99.9 percent of the cases be treated the exact same and will be treated the exact same by by Cranston police and i can tell you that it always allows for fine it's almost never uh, Steph, it's almost never given in a first-time offender case because under the laws of the state of Rhode Island, a fine is a conviction. Yeah. Okay. And most people are given that one bite of the apple. So that's what a filing does. It allows uh, an individual such as Mr. Miller to live a year, keep the peace, be a good behavior. That's the standard of proof in, uh, in the court system. And uh, if he does that, it'll be expunged from his record a year and a, and a day from today. Are you happy with the outcome? I, I'm happy on behalf of the city of Cranston. Yes, I am. Yeah. Officer Diaz was the, one of the original officers who responded. Uh, that's why he's listed in the complaint on the on the obstruction. Uh, there were other officers that were spoken to uh, that were taken into consideration on that charge. Uh, every officer does not need to be included in the obstruction charge. Uh, just a basis that one police officer or many police officers were given information that it just turns out wasn't accurate. Just Say the least. Officer Diaz, the one in that first video, pulls him over at Garden City? Yes, I believe so, yes. Okay. I don't have the video in front of me, but I believe what, that's it. Now. When I just asked him, he wouldn't apologize to the police. I, I can't speak for Mr. How Moore. does he not apologize to the police? Uh, the Cranston police, on behalf of the colonel. How we're, is this we're possible? We're satisfied with the outcome of this case. All right, very good job by Chris. Folks, it was a little... Um, it was a little odd. Normally, they, they actually kind of started a little early, which I was... Uh, Surprise that a little bit. Again, good afternoon and also everybody. I apologize. We had a minor technical glitch. The good news is it's repaired. It's straightened out. We had a minor technical glitch with um with the noon report. But here we are. Share that you are watching. And I believe all audio should be fine uh with that. So it happens, folks, sometimes. You know, many times we'll have situations where we're out and um and, and we're live and, and there's, you know, a, a glitch with the video and, and like people freak out. It's, I, I don't know, what to, it's an app. It happens sometimes. It's not perfect. So, 
you know, sometimes we are obviously very reliant on technology here. And most of the time it works fine. There's Ann. There's Josh. One and all. All right. I apologize, everyone. I initially posted, all right, no noon report. But now here I am. So I believe everything is working fine. Still waiting here. Very patiently, as a matter of fact. I mean, I guess I could just then double check. So I believe everything. And there it is. Yes, I can hear myself. There's Susan. So I don't know what it is. It's this repeated thing that I have to continually ask our people if uh, sound and everything is okay. But it's just... Folks, it's kind of the cross that one has to bear. So I want to get back on track. Now, uh, I'm going to say as far as the situation with the Trump letter, let's let's wait to see what anything happens um, or what happens, I should say, exactly what happens. So I'll have more on that next hour, and then we're going to let it play out. But I know... I, I don't know where this is going and and it's like it's like the document situation where initially uh, people were screaming up and down and putting out all this false and wrong information and then um, you know and then as our legal expert attorney Tim Dodd says, you know the more you get info about it, it, it that that's a difficult situation. However, that's going to be more in the next hour. I want to focus on the news locally. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And especially when it comes to the lieutenant governor. So, folks, right now at 1219 on this Tuesday, July 18th, this portion of the John DePietro show. And it's brought to you by AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement. Call them today, 401 401- 323-9252. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, new homes, additions, commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Why not? It's one thing to have a home office. It's another thing to really have a comfortable home office. AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement, 401 323 9252 401-323-9252. Look for them on Facebook. AJ Drywall. Let me get rid of something. And Plasters. So, folks, give them a call today. Frame to finish basements, acoustical ceilings, new homes, additions, painting and remodeling, family-run business. 401, free quote, 323-9252. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. It's AJ Drywall plasters and home improvement. Now, a big story that I want to focus on, and there, there's some, um, you know, one of the reasons that I, in some ways, have um, tampered down. I don't want to get into a big thing about it, but I, I don't talk about some of the um, the political stuff as much anymore, simply because you can only talk about it to me. And have a real conversation when, when you and really have an opinion, when when you're dealing with the same set of facts, you can look at the same set of facts and then have a disagreement on things. Now, one of the things that I've I've started to shy away from is only because now it's really bad on the far left, right? Like I'm not even suggesting you could have a conversation with those people, 
But the Trump crowd, you, you, I also find you can't have a conversation with them. And I used to be in 2016 and 15, I was one of them. And after seeing the debates, but the, the, the crowd has changed so dramatically because you, you, you can't have a conversation with them because they, they just deal in alternative facts. Like in, in their world, one plus one is three. And or sometimes it could be four or whatever. It, it, it's ludicrous. But I am telling you, this situation with Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, before some people deal in what I call like bumper sticker type of politics where they just they throw out like phrases. And we still have people using the word liberal. Like, get with the program. First of all, no one uses the term liberal anymore. If anything, it's progressive. And they can't really talk about local politics because unless it's covered on certain, um, you know, on Newsmax or One America, a certain right wing sites, that they, they have no clue what to say about it. And I've given examples. I've, I run into people. I ran into someone after the the Johnston murder and the Cranston police, and this is an individual that follows the news all the time, had no idea what I was talking about (laughs) because Newsmax didn't have, you know, something on it or Fox didn't have something on it. But but I am telling you, the fact that we have a, a sitting lieutenant governor engaged with fraud, Sabina Matos, that is inexcusable. And all these people, oh, it's already done. She's already, I'm not convinced of that. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm not convinced. That that race, you know, for all of that talk, I want to remind people, McKee lost day of voting. The only reason he's there is because of ballot harvesting with the union members. But he, he ran close to Helena folks on primary day, but he lost day of voting. Governor McKee did. So to Helena folks. So as far as Matos, I am telling you the campaign is in trouble. Because I don't believe that I don't believe that this was a one time situation. And the evidence is showing and I believe as this investigation goes on the evidence will show that this was not a one-time situation. Now, this guy, Evan England, who notarized these ballots, notarized these ballots for Lieutenant Governor Matos, he wasn't just some volunteer. He was a spokesman for the campaign. So, and as, as I touch on that, there's one more thing I do want to touch on. Did you notice the questions from the media to Senator Miller? Almost as if he was like to make sense of it. Um, What were you thinking that day? We know what he was thinking that day. The guy is a pathological liar. He keyed the car because it had a Biden sticker on it. And he didn't just lie that afternoon to Cranston police. He lied again when they went to his house that night. And then he lied again at the police station. So it wasn't a one-time type of situation. So, but as far as, and notice they were, you know, is this indicative of your character and blah, blah, blah. Like, what, what kind of questions are these? Possible signature fraud in CD1 race has Jamestown, Jamestown police investigating. So I want to remind people, the attorney general, 
Peter Narona. He lives in Jamestown. He brought the Mattiello campaign up on charges. He's still investigating Governor McKay. So Jamestown election officials have asked police to investigate fraudulent nomination signatures submitted by the Sabina Matos campaign for Congress. Not only is she a sitting lieutenant governor, she's also considered one of the front runners and she's running for Congress. So don't tell me this is going to be washed aside. A lot of the people that say that, they, they don't have any skin in the game, right? Like they're, they're the ones that will say, oh, it's not going to rain. We're not going to get any snow. And then if we get a flood or then we get, you know, a blizzard, they never come out and say, oh, gee, I guess I was. No, no. they just come up with another excuse says, well, it wasn't as bad as they said it was going to be, blah, blah, blah. But the town board of canvases referred the signatures to police to suspecting some may be fake or invalid. He declined to say which campaign submitted it, but, you know, it's been submitted by a Matt. They say Matos volunteer. This guy is a player within the campaign, Evan England. So now I want to skip around a little bit, but they're saying the journal is saying it doesn't appear to threaten her place on the ballot. I, I, what, what needs to happen is other people that got the Matos signatures need to closely examine those as well. So, um, and a year ago, it is true, Jamestown police charged two North Kingstown high school students filing phony signatures for Zachary Horowitz. That did happen. Matos had been seen as the front runner to replace David Cicilline. So there's more details into, and it's not in the journal version. I read a lot of different accounts of it. So let me see if I can find um, yesterday. It was Ed Fitzpatrick of the Boston Globe that initially broke the story. And then everyone kind of filed suit right after that. Um, I can't believe that they're doing this. Oh, my God. Moral injury as homeless campments are dismantled with little notice. Those living in them have nowhere to go. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Listen, you need to find work. You need to be self-accountable. You you need to start to stop sponging off the system. All right, let me go to the Globe story here. Uh, Okay, he has a little more detail. So the Jamestown Board of Canvassers asked the police to investigate. This is very, very serious where they're submitting the names of dead people and people who no longer live there. What's also frightening is how far back it goes. One of the people they included passed away in March of 2002. Those people are dead. One's been dead for 21 years. Why are they still on the voter rolls? Why are they still there is a good question. Um... Only three out of four of the 17 are still registered Jamestown voters, whatever that means. There's, there's, I don't believe the handwriting for the signatures all looks the same, except, except for the last name on the list. Candidates need to submit 500 signatures by the deadline. She handed in 644. Why is that? Because a lot of them are fake. Newman said he's with the border canvases. It's a troubling thing. It's a close race. And it's a complicated thing to get 500 signatures. It shouldn't be. And then you have this other woman. So there we go. 
The document was notarized by Evan England. He served, he wasn't just a volunteer, Evan England. He was a spokesman for the Matos campaign. A spokesperson for the campaign declined to comment. What kind of spokesperson is that? So not a not an effective one is the answer to that. Not an effective one. So he's not just some volunteer. Evan England, if he was doing it here, what was he doing in other places? So meaning I, I'm willing to bet this isn't just the first time they've done this. This is the first time they did this, and this is the first time they got caught doing this. So this whole, this Evan England, and I'm sure he, you know, he's been talking with different members of the media, but he's not just some volunteer, as some people were describing him. Oh, just some campaign. No, no, no. He's the spokesperson for the campaign. And therefore, you know, what does that mean? It also means, though, he has some relationships with the media. And so, therefore, it it would certainly seem that, you know, they're a little bit um, hesitant so far, although they're naming him. But it sure sounds as though he is, in fact... Um, is is going to be, you know, the person um, under investigation. So the, the fact that this, you have a sitting lieutenant governor and a sitting lieutenant governor who, who has her campaign spokesperson turn in not only just fake signatures, but people that have, where did he get the list from? Where did he get that list? Hey, she was just, you know, um, elected this past fall. Uh, do we believe this is the first time that that this has, in fact, happened with that? I doubt it. I doubt it. And there is a penalty with this. There's definitely a penalty with this. So, as a matter of fact, it's a felony. It's a felony. What is a problem right now, folks, for the Matos campaign is, as I was trying to explain to people last night, this is one of those things that's easy to understand. Now, you also have to realize, you, this is a sense of power, and there's a battle for power. This business that she's already won, and they've already, I, I, I don't, anyone that says that is, doesn't really understand. There, there is no, no, she has not won. There's other people that have political connections that want that seat. So I think she's going to have a tough time staying in the race because I think they're going to find other examples of signatures that should be kicked out. There are people running who are not elected officials. She's not one of them. She's the sitting lieutenant governor. So in the fact that her campaign manager said he was unaware of the investigation, How is that possible? Later, he sends out a statement saying that we hold our staff and volunteers to the highest ethical standards. He's this guy that got caught is the spokesperson for it. The investigation is another setback for Matos. She's also had problems raising money. 
so now I'm going through Channel 12. Um, I think they were the ones that reported that it was a male that dropped off the signatures to um, that that dropped off the signatures to Jamestown. And some of the other candidates are taking shots at her. So, no, I don't. Filing false signatures is a felony under Rhode Island law. And I'm not saying it's it's a jail case. I'm not saying that. We will check in with our legal expert. But I'm telling you, you, you have this Gabe Ammo who's in the race. This guy's got money. He was working in Washington. He worked with Maddie, uh, with Ramundo. He's not just going to let her win. The other thing is this Jamestown business guy. He's got money. He put up 600K of his own money. He's not just going to stand back and let her take it. And the other person is Aaron Ruggenberg, who basically is the front runner. But what I'm telling you is, I mean, this shows uh, there's this woman, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos. She is incapable of, first of all, she, she can't even handle the job of Lieutenant Governor. Now, she's also trying to run for the Cicilline seat, much like her boss, Governor Dan McKee. I think she's in over her head, but I find it hard to believe that the campaign spokesperson and notice the way they're trying to frame this. Oh, it's just some volunteer. No, 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 no. If you're the lieutenant governor and you're running for Congress, the person who's your spokesperson, that's. That's a significant position. We're not talking about just somebody out in the field that, you know, might barely know Lieutenant Governor Matos. No, this is this is someone in the mix. This is the inner circle. This is someone that deals with her and has her her ear. So now I believe he he's in trouble. It sure sounds like at first blush, they have him nailed down. Now, unless he's going to throw some campaign work that works for him under the bus. But someones he's the one that notarized it, right? The cheese stands alone. He's the one that they caught. This whole business of the signatures to get on the ballot, I've thought for a while that it's, it's pretty shaky. But for a sitting, hear me out. A sitting lieutenant governor to hand in papers literally has the signatures of people that are deceased on them. You know, um, this Evan England, I'd like to hear what he's going to tell. He's going to need a lawyer. I want to hear what he's going to tell the police and the investigators. And I also want to remind people, Attorney General Peter, um, Peter Narona, he's no fan of the McKee campaign by any stretch. And, you know, I I highly doubt the Jamestown police are going to roll over for the likes of this Evan England and Sabina Matos. I don't think so in any way. So I'm telling you, I think I think she's in trouble here. I think she's in a lot of trouble here. And this is not going to go away quickly. You know, look at the map right now. Today is Tuesday, July 18th. So the primary is coming up. On September 5th. Now, these investigations never go quickly. So the primaries in, let's count it, one, two, three, four, five, six. The primaries in seven weeks. 
This is going to hang over her campaign, as it should, for the entire campaign. But I want to see, and if you're with one of these other campaigns, if you're with Aaron Ruggenberg or this business person, Don Carlson, or this Gabe Ammo, you, you want to go through all her signatures. You want to knock her out of the race. And I want to be very clear. I'm not convinced she's going to survive this. She could try to blame other people. But th- this is a bigger mistake. <clears throat> Excuse me. The McKee people, listen, obviously they have their own problems. And I'm going to talk about the Cranston Street Armory thing. But this has, as they say, this to me, this has legs. This is not something that's just going to be swept under. There are other people that want that seat in Congress. I want to repeat that. There are other people that want that. And and they're not just going to roll over for her. No way. So this will be used. They weren't sure how to attack her. They're going to attack her now. And what is what is she going to do? Is she going to stay like hidden and not say anything about this? One of the reasons why she's not saying anything right now is they don't know how many other fake signatures are going to turn up. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, and it's brought to you by Propane Plus. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, 508 252 3359 for Propane Plus. Heating and cooling, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. I'll tell you, the Johnson family, three generations, folks, they are so knowledgeable. You can depend on Propane Plus. Residential and commercial, call Propane Plus today at 401-885-4209 or in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. They have a very user-friendly website, It's propaneplus.com. You just go on, type in your zip code, residential or commercial. It's Propane Plus. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. No, I don't believe the election is decided already. No, I don't believe that. No. Um, And there are other people that want this. Um, there There are other campaigns that really, uh, you know, want that seat in Congress. And so people posting, it's already decided, she's already won, that no, I, I, I am telling you, I don't believe this. And this development with the signatures is a big problem. Because now it's going to be really easy to take shots at her. Now, as far as Senator Josh Miller, apparently the Senate president, who also in 1989, who also got caught, Ruggiero, keying a car, he immediately put out a statement. Now, um, a lobbyist, not lobbyist, PR person, Bill Fisher. He was right there with Miller every step of the way. He orchestrated the whole thing between Miller and and his attorney. Uh, Miller's dedicated, passionate public servant, blah, blah, blah. His actions were deeply regrettable on June 22nd. He has accepted full responsibility. Uh, Sincere remorse, made restitution. I don't believe any of us would want to be judged upon our worst moments. 
The Senate president says, I chose to look at the whole of his public service, countless hours, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, what they're saying, here's what the Senate president is saying. Hey, if he, if he can get reelected, then he holds on to his position. And I'll tell you, folks, I'm not convinced that he can't hold on to his position, by the way. I'm not convinced of that. So because also you have a number of his constituents, especially the section he lives in Cranston, that um, that probably were cheering him on for king on the, uh, you know, king the car of a vehicle that had that sticker about Biden. So the police did their part and he pled no contest is basically what it is. So the matter, as I predicted also, it ends today. That's it. It's not dragged on. He doesn't have his attorney try to go through the body cam footage. He doesn't try to offer defense. This was a one time, no contest, boom, end of story, the thing ends. And now it's going to be up to the voters. And this is, it's a long time. But just out of the box, um, it's possible there's another Democrat that go up against him. But I would be willing to bet in Edgewood, where I grew up, but it's, there's a lot of progressive there. Edgewood is a lot of people that like to live on the east side, but they don't want the hassles of Providence. So they live in Edgewood. And... I would imagine he's going to get people kind of cheering him on a little bit. I do. I do think that's going to happen. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, and it's brought to you by Falcon Pest Services. Call them today, 401-739-1322. 401-739-1322. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Falcon Pest Services. Now, listen to me on this Tuesday. Because of all the heavy rain. People are dealing with different types of pests that maybe in the past you didn't deal with, whether it's bed bugs or termites, ants, roaches. If you have a mice problem, it's very problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon Pest Control Services. Call them. This is who I would call. If you have a pest problem, call the Terminator Exterminator. Falcon Pest Services. 401 739-1322 for Falcon Pest Services. Now you can also find them on Facebook and then their website online at falconpestservice.com. Maybe you need someone once a month. Maybe you need someone once a quarter. Maybe you need someone once a year. Falcon Pest Services. Get rid of if you have a problem with mice or if you have a bad ant problem. That can take over a home or a termite problem or maybe even mosquitoes. Get your property sprayed. Get rid of them so you can enjoy the outside. You know, especially with all this dampness and water we've had. Falcon Pest Services. Call today, 401-739-1322 for Falcon Pest Services. Well, folks, good afternoon. At 1245, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen. Yes, you can online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Remember, native vegetables. They have corn, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, onions, zucchini, yellow squash, 
Stop it and see them. Look for them on Facebook. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Maybe you're coming back from the beaches right off Route 4. Debbie and Steve and Junior and Byron, they're waiting for you at PR Landscape Materials in Garden Center. And also, folks, people have been noticing uh, the Coesed Inn. They now have the market at Coesed. It's open. And it's fantastic with what they offer and what they have. It's a happening. Check it out. It's the market at Coesed Inn. Easy to get to. They have ready-made meals. They also have a lot of fresh, uh, all fresh food that you're going to love. The market at Coesed. It's, uh, it's really terrific. So stop in. It's open for business. Prepared oven-ready meals. Fresh baked bread. Uh, imported products located 226 Coesed Avenue at the Coesed Inn. It's the market. Stop it and see the market at Coesed is now open for business. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And uh, just a reminder, now tonight we will be, uh, Mark and I will be, it'll be first one on the scene live stream usually around 8 30 now i may be live streaming other than that you know this morning we did a little bit of pre-court and then afterwards we carried it live you can see and i even did a video you can see the full recap of senator miller i asked every possible question that i could as far as um um you know th- this is someone that he had his talking point which is i accepted responsibility i took responsibility for my actions i took responsibility for my actions and then he seemingly just kept repeating that um and that's what they prepared so as as far as it's it's now going to be up to the voters but uh, i think a problem that comes into play is the fact that uh, where he is, as far as in you know that section of Cranston, unfortunately, but it's it's pretty progressive. So I think a lot of those people, he's he's going to get some people that are going to kind of like, hey, good for him, folks. Remember, the, there's there's the crowd of let's go Brandon, but then you have the other side, the militant, extreme, violent progressives. And they cheer on, you know, when there's there's a um, something happens and, and a, some, you know, there's a riot and they smash the windows of the cruiser and all this other stuff. There's people like Miller and progressives. They cheer that stuff on. So I, I don't I don't know about that. Now, I also just want to touch on this situation with uh, Governor McKee and this business of the armory. Um, that his spin for what he put forward, and I, I want to explain that and touch on it. But folks, I want to remind you: at Med Urgent Care, when you need urgent care, two locations: fifteen twenty-four Atwood Avenue in Johnston, also fifty-seven fifty Post Road, East Greenwich. At Med Urgent Care, they're open seven days a week. Doctors and nurses, when you need urgent care, something happens. And I see people posting, I had to go, you know, to AtMed Urgent Care. You, If you want to wait in the emergency room, you can do that. But it's a long wait. 
and you're dealing with all kinds of, they deal with all these people that are overdosing and Narcan and everything else at Medurgic Care. This is where I went. They saw me in less than 20 minutes. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnson, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. It's at Med Urgent Care. Folks, this portion, um, this portion of the program, by the way, is brought to you by our friend Marie at It's My Health. Stop it and see the Queen of Health. Today's a good day. Maybe right now you're listening and you're on Menden Road. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health at Historic White Church, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Everything healthy. And maybe maybe you hurt your back or you need some of the hemp and CBD products. Marie is very knowledgeable. Uh, vitamins, herbal remedies, local products. It's my health. Everything healthy. Support a local retailer. She is so fantastic. Maria, it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. This situation in how Governor McGreed tries to lay out this business with the armory. I'll tell you what it is. Is They want to off this whole thing. And let's go back to January. They have lunch with the people that come in from Philadelphia Right. And the sleazy lobbyist and they're going to have they get their big lunch at the Capitol Grill and Governor McKee, who does he bring? Does he bring an attorney? No. Does he bring? I don't know. The mayor of Providence? No. Does he bring his chief of staff? No. Who would Governor McKee bring to such an important meeting? His chief fundraiser. Another uh, questionable, sketchy individual, Jehazian. So they sit down and the lobbyist the night before the lunch writes out a check for a thousand, which means then you get to have the lunch. And the two people from Philadelphia completely misread the situation and they both sit down and before the lunch begins, they have to each write out a check for five hundred dollars. It, it, it was over right there. It was, it, you know, like in um, the movie um, Jerry Maguire. Right, like you had me at hello. It was it was over at the five hundred dollar check. So Governor McKee was thinking, okay, if we're gonna give them if we're gonna give them fifty million, then this should be a series of fifty thousand dollar fundraisers. I think they were thinking more in the ballpark of, you know, it should be about 500,000 that they would, quote, contribute to the campaign. A, a huge number, if not more, but a huge number, not 500 each. When the governor left the lunch that day, right, he, what did he do? He didn't even say the whole thing. That was it. The lunch was over. Like, forget it. They, they don't get it. If you've, um, folks, if you've ever interviewed someone, Many times, it's hard to pinpoint, but very early on in the interview, as someone is, you know, and they're talking, they, they just they just know, like, all right, this one, check off the list, whatever. Or someone like speed dating, that's really what this was. As soon as they said, and we have our checks for $500 each, and there were two people, McKee was like, okay, and we're on to the next one, right? We're on to Cincinnati. It was, it was over. 
So then you have the two officials go down to Philadelphia for whatever blanking reason with the vegan cheese and that whole thing that turns into a mess. So Governor McKee is looking now like I am cutting, cutting loose of this whole thing. Um, I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to deal with the lobbyist. They're not going to give me money. And, and it turns out whoever designed the contract these people had in exclusive that they were the only ones you could deal with. So if you're the governor, there's, there's suddenly there's no benefit to these people in any way. So what they do, he stepped up, they, they hire someone to, you, they want a third party to act as the bad cop to then lay out all these reasons why it's a bad deal. And now I also want to back up for a second. I'm not even saying that that's not the worst thing, that it's a bad deal. Um, It's a terrible deal. And there's there's a reason why, you know, the city of Providence has a decision to make. All these people that are saying this is a chance to step up and now they can blah, blah, blah and all this other stuff. I mean, this is. Uh, residents mourn the end of the redevelopment plans for the Cranston Street Armory. Listen, Providence needs housing. Apartments in Providence are too expensive. The reason they're too expensive is there's just not enough of them. That's a huge structure. That's a good piece of land. If you get some more people living in that area, um, that that could become, that would help the development of that section of the city. Instead of just using it as what, as a homeless shelter? So, I mean, we'll see what Mayor Smiley wants to do with it. But um, do you really need an indoor soccer stadium and all this other stuff they wanted? Like, you, you don't need that. Develop the land. Get a developer in there. Someone will do apartments of some kind. Maybe it's mixed use, whatever. But get someone who's going to pay taxes and, and get some apartments in there. And you could pump in a lot. That's a pretty good sized property. And I also just want to touch on, someone told me about this. So you have this encampment. And this Boston Globe story tells you where the reporter comes down. Uh, moral injury. As homeless encampments are dismantled, little notice. What, what notice do you have for people that are trespassing? Those living have nowhere else to go. What, what, they're not supposed to be there in the first place. For the last few years, community tents have grown sparse woods that surround Togue Pond, Covent, and Cranston. People who live there hang clothes out to dry. Few homeless outreach workers knew they were there, but the ones who did often visited delivered things like food, water, Narcan. What does that tell you? The property is a largely commercial section of Cranston, right between Lowe's and Texas Roadhouse. It's owned by a group of companies associated with Joe Paolino. So it's an anti-Paolino article. I've tried to cover my eyes to it. They weren't hurting anyone, Paolino said. While encampments around the greater Providence area have been dismantled, this one ballooned. Handful of individuals, 20 more people. But on Wednesday, representatives of Paolino handed out notices ordering the people to vacate the property by Friday morning. See, there's the problem. When you allow them to be there, now it's like an eviction. Now the article is negative. Let's see if Joe Palino folds on this whole thing. Property owners didn't file a police report. When I'm with Cranston Police, they go by there and check that out. 
the day after the property owner handed out the notices, they returned two police officers, distributed packets, list of shelters and other resources. Advocates for the homeless noted the information had not been updated in years. See, this is one of the problems when you allow these individuals to then start to go there. Because then what do they start to say? Oh, this is my home. So Palino said he started getting reports people living were lighting campfires at night. That's true. Um, What if that fire spreads? What if someone gets hurt? The reporter also tries to say it's a pond surrounded, like making excuses for it. Nowhere in this is the fact who gave the quote of the moral injury of witnessing it is indescribable. They have to vacate their makeshift homes. See, this is the problem. When you're dealing with this crowd and some of these people that think they're going to be a nice guy, it always ends badly. Because these encampments, they don't go smaller. Those people have no intention of finding a job or finding permanent housing. So now what are these people going to say? We want the state of Rhode Island to pay for us to stay for free at like Motel 6 or somewhere like that. So now Joe Paolino is portrayed as like the bad guy. He was trying to be a nice guy about it. You can't be a nice guy with this crowd. It is, you You immediately have to say you can't be here. Because it may start at two, but it turns into 22. And then it turns into 42. And then it's 52. And then suddenly, how can you ask these people to leave? All right, folks, good afternoon at 1259. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Coming up, the latest, the 1 o'clock news, you're going to hear President Trump says he's received now the target letter for the January 6th investigation. And then I will be doing Facebook Live tonight. It's one on this Tuesday. Folks, another hour to go. WNRI Winsocket, W260DC. WNRI.